it straight down the middle Then it started to hook just a wee wee bit And that's when my caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day But it went straight down the middle Like they said all right, it is time to talk about the great game of golf here in South Carolina and around the globe. Nobody better to do that than our main man on the number one tee box, George Bryan III. He was so good, they made three of him, GB1, GB2, and GB3. Welcome in, George. How are you? Oh, better than I deserve, and I hope you are. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing great. I'm so pumped up about uh, the weekend of sports with basketball, the Super Bowl, the waste management. To you, that's the Super Bowl, the waste management. And look, George, before we get into the guest and everything, we know how you love to pump up the local guys. Look who is leading the leaderboard. I think it's the first time we've ever seen him atop a leaderboard in a PGA event. It's Andrew Novak who goes 65-65, and he is at 12 under par. So, you know what? We got a little bit of local flavor going out there in um, in the desert. Uh, he is a uh, Wofford grad, a native of Raleigh, been on the tour since 2017. Uh, he's never won. Um, he's had two top tens, and now he's going to – probably have the lead at the halfway point of this thing. Oh, saw, I just saw the interview he did, post-round interview, and, oh, it was golden. And although I don't know him very well, I've watched him play, and he is fun to watch. He's one of those that uh, uh, you can see he has fun playing, and he's got a great personality. And, and hopefully he just – this is the start, and he keeps it going right on. Hey, I got to tell you, I saw – one of the – it's definitely a top five most beautiful rain shank that I've ever seen, and he made it, and it was loud, long, and high in Bermuda. So you're, this range is downhill, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't just a beautiful shank, but how he reacted. Uh, the minute he hit it, he held his follow-through like it was a great shot. So he knew. You know, like nothing was wrong, and yeah. this one was uh, – the highest flare right so far over the net right it wasn't even and then the wind took it further and and he really uh he enjoyed that shot anyway uh so he he's a delightful personality and i watched him just line up a go through his whole routine on the last on the last hole he putted in a six incher mm. went through his entire routine which that's i love to see it i just love it and then we i think kevin kisner's on the call so we got some local uh, some local support if he keeps playing well. I'm sure kids will bring it to the forefront. Well, let me update the leaderboard. So you got Andrew, and now Nick Taylor has just tied him. Uh, Taylor, who went low yesterday, 60. That just jumps out. When you look at the score scoreboard and you see a 60, I mean, it just reaches out and grabs you. So he's 12 under. He's still on the course. He's about to play 18, so he just tied him. Maverick McNeely, 67, he's in at 10 under. 
Scotty Scheffler is playing his last hole. He's at eight under. Justin Thomas has two holes to go, and he is eight under. And then checking some others from our area or of note that we like to uh, follow, Jordan Spieth is at three under, and his round, you know, everything's been pushed back because of the weather, so he has not teed off yet. Uh, he's about to. Uh, Matt Neesmith is two under. Overall, he is on the course. Carson Young is one under. He's on the course. Ben Martin is even. He's on the course. So we still have some guys to tee off, or some guys are early in their rounds because of the weather out there, the rain, all that stuff in California moving east has moved over uh, the desert there, Phoenix, Scottsdale, and and uh, slowed things down. But I saw a video, George, from this morning. I don't know what time, local time, this was taken when they opened the gates there. But there was a video put out by the PGA Tour at the gates for number 16 where the 20,000-plus people were waiting. I don't know if all of them were waiting, but I bet you you had to be. It was like cutting loose a bunch of thoroughbreds in an open field. Uh, they counted it down, and they opened the gates, and these thousands of people went running through to get position in that stadium uh, setting there on number 16. It's a wild scene. <laughs> I have not had the experience. I have a little bit like uh, what you're speaking of. I've watched it from the side, and then I've, I've spoken directly with players who – have described it and nothing quite like it. I do think, and uh, I did speak a little bit. Uh, George and Wesley were out last week, and they did play the golf course. Now both, uh, well, Wesley tried to qualify for that, missed it, and Wesley has played there a couple of times, and he said nothing quite like it. Mm. And I would love to experience such. And hey, speaking of love of the game and. Uh, you mentioned 60. Uh, we had somebody shoot 60. Well, Wyndham Clark shoot 60 at Pebble Beach last week, and and there's a little, uh, not really an atrix, but that's a course record. But he played the ball up, so that means they lift, they clean the ball, and some have different ideas that that should be an official course record. Hmm. Speaking of some, we got special guest tonight, and I'm confident that you previewed uh, the night the 2000. 23 South Carolina State Amateur Men's Player of the Year. He's repeating, and let's get Sam Jackson. Let's get him on the tee and welcome him in to see what he's got to say about that number 16 at, out there in uh, the stadium course, Phoenix. So, hey, welcome in, Sam Jackson. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are y'all doing tonight? Welcome, Sam. Thank you. So, so uh, Sam, have you had the chance to experience that hole in phoenix i have not the closest thing i've come to that probably you know playing with the friday group at lexington when they've got five <laughs> six beers in them and that's probably the closest i've come to a uh, situation like that that's great <laughs> <laughs> hey so sam jackson in high school graduate presbyterian college graduate i think sam's mixed it up with Andrew Novak, he might have a little bit to to comment on his game. And Sam, what do you? Uh, uh, and congratulations, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, South Carolina Golf Association Amateur Player of the Year. Thank you. 
what he's thinking. Yeah, I um, I've actually <clears throat> played with Andrew. It's funny you guys are talking about him, and uh, great to see him, you know, in contention. Obviously, this week. Uh, yeah, I played with him. First time I ever played with him was my senior year at Fillion during the state championship. And then he went to Wofford, and he was, I think, two or three years behind me when I was at PC. So, but we see Wofford in almost all of our events. So I got to, I got paired with him a handful of times in college as well. And it's, you know, he was good back in junior golf and a good player in college. But obviously, nothing like he's become now. He's, you know, he's put in a lot of hard work, and it's obviously definitely showing off, especially with the, like you were kind of rattling off the leaderboard a little while ago, especially with this stacked leaderboard we got at the top this week. Yeah, so Sam, when uh, when you played with him in college, was he as uh, as solid, uh, big a man, and as long as he is now? Yeah, I mean, he he. All, I honestly don't think he's grown any since uh since probably high school or college. I mean, he was a. I mean, I wasn't very big in high school or in college, but uh, he was a big old boy back then. So um, you know, he can move it out there pretty good. He's got kind of a, you know, a funny way he kind of delivers the club into the ball, but. He repeats it every single time, and he hits it in the center of the face every time, and, you know, that's a tough formula to beat. He appears to have quite a bit of fun playing the game. And uh, anything anything stand out, Sam, any times that you've played? Do you have any predictions how he's going to do this weekend? I think he'll handle it well just because he, you know, for the most part he's a pretty light, light-hearted guy. You know, he doesn't – he's not one that takes everything – seriously so I mean you know obviously being the first time up in a position like this you never really know how guys are going to go because I mean you know everybody on this level is obviously really good you can hit the ball well make putts it you know comes down more of kind of what you got mentally and inside so but uh he's definitely got the right um the right tools to get it done you know if not this week I'm sure sometime soon well uh, let's focus a little bit on your 2023 season. Talk about what it felt like to repeat and the whole year. Some highlights. It was it was really cool. Um, I was actually able to win this year more than I have any other year. I was able to win four times. Um, a couple of those would help for some partners in some four-ball events, but um, I was able to win the Carolinas Mid-Amateur. Um, Got in contention at the U.S. Mid-Am, finished, well, lost in the semifinals there, which is a really cool experience. Um, so it was definitely good to build off of what was a, you know, I'll call a, a, a solid 2022, um, you know, and get a little better in 2023. Still left, a, still left a couple of tournaments out there, though. I feel like there was two others that, you know, really were kind of mine for the taking, and I kind of let get away. So hoping to get a little better and correct that kind of stuff in 2024. And so, what what are some of what are you targeting in 2024, Sam? I start off actually in a couple of weeks down in Tampa at the Gasparilla, um, the national mid-am event, kind of the start of a lot of mid-am seasons. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be the first time I've gone down there and played. Um, I've heard nothing but really good things about the golf course, about the tournament, and everything else. So I'm I'm pretty pumped to get down there for that one. Um, and then a lot of the same ones after that that I played last year, uh, you know, Azalea and Charleston, um, play Carolina's Mid-Am again, Carolina's Amateur, Palmetto Amateur, um, back in the U.S. Mid-Am later in the fall. Um, so a lot of similar events that I played last year, just, you know, hoping to build some good momentum early in the year and uh, 
carry it over to, um, you know, hopefully to a good, consistent season. We talked a little bit back in the fall. You were one match away from getting to the finals in the Mid-Am. And, hey, Phil, the Mid-Am champion plays at Augusta. He mm. gets mm. – that champion gets into the field. And talk a little bit about that edge, Sam, and how that heart felt and and uh, what what's your – What's your mind? What you were going through? Yeah, it's a different environment. Um, that semifinal match is definitely the most people I've ever played, played in front of. There was probably 50, 60 people walking around with us all day. Um, I didn't really think a whole lot about the actual Masters until I lost, to be honest with you. I had, I did have a Golf Channel reporter ask me about it after I won in the quarterfinals. Um, and I told him then I hadn't really thought anything about it. Um, and then I had another one ask me right after I lost, about 30 seconds later, how I felt to be that close. And in the moment, you know, I probably didn't really care much, too much of the question. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, it, it was cool to get in that environment. And, you know, I was able to see Stuart Hagestad for four hours. He's, you know, established himself by far as the best mid amateur in the world the last five, six, seven years. Um, so to be able to go toe to toe with him and, you know, essentially be one shot away from being able to beat him was, was pretty cool. Hey, uh, you have had that that privilege of playing best in the world, both amateurs and pros. You've played around Palmetto. We got some of the – a lot of folks don't realize it. Uh, right here in South Carolina, we have uh, a nice little collection of the best juniors, collegiate players, uh, amateurs, mid-amateurs, even senior amateurs and pros. Talk a little bit about some of the differences uh, – Sam, in your opinion, of the good amateurs and the and the professionals. I mean, we got Kisner, Neesmith, Scott Brown, Rowinski down in Aiken, along with numerous others. Speak on that topic for a bit. I think the main difference is kind of what I spoke about a little while ago with Novak. Um, I think at that level, it all becomes kind of what you got up top and what kind of guts you have. Because, you know, I've been fortunate enough to play, like, I mean, George knows. I've played with Wesley and George a good bit over the years. Um, I've played with Kisner a handful of times out at Palmetto. Um, you know, not really – you know, those guys don't necessarily hit it way better than some of the best AMs that I've been around. But, you know, when it comes time to to make a putt or to hit a quality shot or to know where, where to miss it and where not to miss it, you know, that's, I think, kind of what separates, um, you know, guys like – you know, Wesley and Kisner that have won on the PGA Tour versus, you know, just other really good amateurs is, you know, they they know their game really well and, you know, they're not going to put themselves in a position when it matters that, you know, they can't, don't feel like they can make par or something from. So I, I really, I've dived a lot into the mental side of the game the last couple of years and I just, I just think there's a, that's where the main difference comes into play. Because, I mean, I've hit it, I've played with some amateurs in some events the last few years that hit it better, honestly, than some of the tour pros that I've played with. Um, but, you know, they don't manage their game around a golf course quite as well. They don't think quite as well. And, you know, when you add up four and a half hours of golf, you know, that can sometimes add up to two, three, four shots around a golf course. Yeah, and this is, uh, I'll say this, it's, it's basically my go-to and what I've noticed and. It has been a privilege to see as much of the best uh, over the last seven or eight years. Uh, considering prior to that, I was seeing them periodically, but 
the idea when that light's on, the flag's up, and it's time, there is a fine line. Those who can and do and those that are close. And close, it's a beautiful thing to be close, but close just ain't it. Mm. And somebody like, and I'm going to throw names out with no, I don't mean to, you know, we always get a little bit in trouble comparisons, but somebody like Kevin Kisner and Will McGirt, uh, and Scott Brown, you go out there and play golf with those guys, you would have no idea that they would be on the same level as some of the and I'm not I'm not knocking uh these guys, but you go watch the number one player at about every school, college player, and you think, Well, there's no way these three guys could play with the bombers in college or the amateurs. Uh, you know, that's flush. But now you get the scorecard, the pencil, get them in tough situation, and quite frankly, it could be as much as, especially in situation, five, six shots around difference. Sam, it just—it's a goofy game. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know that there is a game more where close means the difference in playing the PGA Tour week in and week out and working a nine-to-five job. Um, It's—it's crazy. you know, it's, you know, one shot we've seen over the years. We've seen all kinds of stories at like Q School where, you know, guys miss out by one shot because of something crazy that happened or something like that. Um, and it's just, it's wild to to really think about how, you know, close sometimes. I also think it's a really good testament to the amateur game and kind of where it's at right now. I mean, you know, you're seeing guys like Nick Dunlap come straight from amateur golf, first tour start wins, uh, Caleb Surratt was an amateur a month ago, goes to Maya Coba last week on the live and plays really well. Uh, I think he shot five under in the final round last week. Um, you know, it's, it's it's crazy how good some of these amateurs are and going straight into the pros and, and not just making cuts, which I feel like, you know, 10, 12 years ago, just making the cut as an amateur was a really good feat. And nowadays you're seeing guys get out there and contending to win golf tournaments, which is really cool to see. Yeah, I love it. Tim, what do you like best about golf? What's your favorite thing? You just can answer one thing, hmm. Sam. Huh. Hmm. I just like I like I like feeling the the heat and competition coming down the la- on the back nine. And that's probably not something that I would have said when I was in high school. Um I feel like a lot of times I kind of shot away from that looking back at it now. Um but I mean there's nothing more that I love than to be either in the lead or within a couple shots, having a chance to win, coming down, standing on 10 feet with nine holes playing a golf tournament. I mean, it's just a, it's an unbelievable, it's an addicting feeling. I know that feeling too, yeah. Sam. I love it. All yeah. right, what do you love most? What Phil? What do you like? What do you love most about this game of golf? One thing: putting out on 18, <laughs> <laughs> getting it over with. <laughs> That's what I like. The handshake. The handshake at the flag stick. Hey, Sam, I got one more. We uh, talked this past week. Wyndham Clark wins in a rain shortened event. And by the way, I think that just 54 holes. I was really looking forward to seeing how that would finish up. But he shot 60 in his third round, which was the final round, playing it up. That means you could touch your ball in the fairway. Do you have any comment on on whether that uh, should be an official course record or not? I mean, there. In this world of opinion, I'm curious about yours. Hmm. 
Well, first of all, I need to give a quick shout out to Chris Harris listening down in Charleston. He's been blowing me up since I've been on this call. So, Chris, <laughs> hope you're well, but um, you're all over uh, the state, man. You're all over the state. I'm telling you, man. Um, I don't know. I saw a lot of back and forth about that last week when it happened. Um, you know, I kind of get, I get the whole, you know, playing it up, not an official record, and it, you know, if you're playing a tournament. I probably would lean toward that crowd of, because, you know, true golf isn't, true golf necessarily isn't, you know, meant to be played in hand, um, especially competitive golf. Um, but at the same time, I'll tell, I'll tell y'all exactly what I told one of my buddies the other day, you know, if, if I shot 60 at Pebble Beach and AT&T and they gave me a signed flag at the end of the round, I surely wouldn't send the damn thing back. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, I like that, Sam. Now, you mentioned a shout out. Well, tell you right, we got Randolph. He knows where he is. He's down at the Pelican. But it's a cool thing. Randolph's listening online and streaming. That's what he said, streaming. And uh yeah, we 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 got the Lady Gamecocks ranked number one in the country. At least that's what I that's the last ranking that I saw and saw the uh in other college golf in this event that I'm not familiar with, but uh, USC men's, it's an individual event, and Phil, I'm sure you've probably already talked about it, but it's the, uh, 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 well, Nathan Franks and Rafe Reynolds, USC Gamecock, finished first and second at the Thomas Sharkey Individual Collegiate. So, not not that familiar with that event, but, Mm -hmm. um, hey, Congratulations to these players. Sam, are you familiar with that event? I'm not, but I'm really familiar with the South Carolina golf program, and if they're playing an event, it's probably not a, a slack one. So, um, Rafe was actually – Rafe about – he talked about coming close. He lost by a shot last year at our state amateur. I actually played with Rafe uh, the first two rounds at – I forgot what event I played with him at now, um, a year or two ago. But obviously another really amateur, and you know. Let me mention. Let me mention this too, guys. You might recognize some of these folks because the end of January they had the 28th annual tournament of champions from the SCGA. Jacques Wilson of Charleston finished with the final round 68 to capture the men's club championship, even par 144. Senior men's club championship, Rich Weston, Pauly's Island. Final round, 74, total of 143. Ladies division, Carrie Rutan from Daniel Island. Uh, final round, 74, total of 149. Chris Easy, Simpsonville. Uh, One-day gross division, final round, 76, tournament total 147. And the senior one-day gross division won by Thomas Kennedy of Aiken. Final round, 68. And tournament total, 8 under 136. They were playing at TPC Myrtle Beach over in Merle's Inlet. George, uh, Sam, you know any of those folks? I know a lot of those Man. guys. I can I compete with a lot of those guys all year long in SCGA events. So I've played with a lot of those guys and recognized a lot of those names. Hey, well, it's uh, – I tell you what, time flies here and. Sam, I know you're taking good care of yourself, and you are somewhat familiar with the sponsor of this program, the Tsunami Bar. And when I was when I talked to you last, you had one in your bag. Tell us a little bit about it as we head in to putt out on this last hole. Hmm. 
it's been in the bag for about two years now. I put it in um, right before the 2022 season, mainly for just like stretching before a round. I actually spend, I usually spend about as much time stretching before I hit balls and I do actually hitting balls for a round now. Um, I'm not, that, that's about, that about encompasses my workouts. However many tournament rounds I play during the year, that's how many workouts, five minute workouts <laughs> I get in. Hey, um, hey, we talking to, we talking about, it's working for you, Sam, and, we got less than 30 seconds. It's been a privilege and a pleasure having you on tonight. And congratulations, 2023, and get it right in 2024. We'll have you back on again. And and so, uh, Phil and Sam, until next week, TM High and shoot them low. Thank you, George. Thank, Thank you, you Sam. Thank you, Chris. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you, Josh. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you Monday.